0: You're listening to Three Valleys Radio
1: the ground, no room.
0: Welcome to our In Conversation program In this town, you're out of luck. Every week we talk to a sporting personality to find out just what makes them tick early childhood to their professional career to their musical tastes. We cover it all. (laughs) So sit back and enjoy as we talk to this week's special guest. Here on Three Valleys Radio. Well, good morning, Charlie. It's a a real pleasure to have you on the show. Goal scorer extraordinaire. I don't know how you do it, but your record is absolutely amazing. Good
2: morning. I don't know. I don't really know, to be honest. I, I think that a lot of people ask them questions to goal scorers and and how you how you do it. I think you, sometimes you're just born with the uh, with the gift, I think, and then you've got to just work on your work on your trade, I guess, and then yeah, just right place, right time.
0: Well, talking of being born, you were born in 1989 on the 5th of July in Hungerford, which could take us to another yeah. link later on. Um, you know, and you, you, you started really um, with Reading and your youth career. Um, early memories? What what can you remember about the time with Reading?
2: Yeah, but I played locally for Hungerford and then got spotted by Reading under nines. And do you know what? Nine to 13, I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Playing some good football, playing against some really good teams, going to some... We played at Highbury one weekend and I played at uh, Upton Park as well, two grounds obviously not here, any, not obviously here anymore the two clubs moved on mm. and it was until I got to about under 14 that i kind of I never grew one summer come back and everyone else had shut up kind of thing and i do you know what, i just the other people was pushing me off the ball and I just wasn't enjoying it anymore really and we were driving up from Hungerford to Reading and I just thought, do you know what I don't want to put my mum and that through this anymore, not really enjoy it. And then Reddin was like, look, you're small at the moment. We, we'll keep an eye on you as such. Let it be easier if we kind of part ways. Mm. And that, that was it. At 15, I, I was kind of left released as such, you know.
0: But it's kind of ironic, isn't it, that, you know, they say you're too small. And obviously you feel you're too small from, from what you've just said. But at the same time, look yeah. at you now.
2: I know now, 183 centimeters, which I think six. I think it's I think it's six foot. So yeah, um, that's what I mean. I think that's it's, nobody knows. I mean, nobody knows at the time how big and how um, how big and how you're actually going to end up. No. so, you know what I mean. That I think that that's the that's the biggest thing. But did I did I enjoy it? I did. Like I say, till I was 13, would I do that part again? Probably not.
0: Really. Yeah, I think
2: so. I always, I always say that now, and I was skipping forward a bit, but I always say that now to to the lads that obviously come through the academy. Like they say, oh, I loved it, I loved every minute of it. They wouldn't change their way of obviously getting to the pro game. But that's like me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change the way I got into the game. No, no chance. I, I think it's the best way. I learned. I learnt what it means to get up first thing in the morning, and go to work and come back and, and the flip side of it, you know?
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, you, you obviously enjoyed yourself at uh, Kinsbury Rangers and Hungerford Town, but judging by the figures, I'm I'm only going by um, Wikipedia, but 27 appearances, 20 goals for Kinsbury and 30 appearances and five goals for Hungerford.
2: Yeah, do you know what? I, it was funny, like, uh, listen, I loved my time at Kimbury. Kimbury was brilliant. I kind of, that was my first taste of, obviously, men's football, and really en- really enjoyed that, and I was, like, 16, playing men's football, 17. Then I was going to play for Hungerford, my under-16s team. So I'd play the men's game on the Saturday, and then go and play at my own age on the Sunday, which was a bit different. Yeah. Um, but it was enjoyable as it was. Then when I went to Hungerford, like I always say, it's when I... I found Friday nights when I went to Hungerford. I was like 18, I could go out and have a pint and mm. all that kind of stuff. And, and and that's what I'd done. And then look, I was I scored a couple of goals, not as many as probably what I, I wished and wanted to, but we had a good run and got beat in the quarterfinals of the FA Vars and it was just one of them. I, I enjoyed my time.
0: Now it's time for Charlie's first musical choice and it's Champagne Supernova by Oasis. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, so then you ended up at Pool Town in two thousand and eight when, uh, well, the floodgates opened, didn't they? Forty eight goals.
2: I know. Yeah. <laughs> do you know? What, I, it was just a crazy. Look, my parents moved to Bournemouth. I was eighteen at the time. I was living with my my grandparents up in in Hungerford. I yeah. didn't want to move to Bournemouth. I was eighteen. I was thinking, I don't want to move and start all over again. I don't want to be. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to do that. I'll just stay where I am, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. But. And I was just like, my mate's just like, why don't you just give it a go? Just go and have a look. So I went down there. I went training with Pool Town. I I trained with Pool Town on Thursday and then went out on the Thursday night after. Kind of enjoyed the, enjoyed the Bournemouth nightlife.
0: Well, I'm sure um, you
2: did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, enjoyed the Bournemouth nightlife. Played a couple of pre-season games, scored a few goals. And then they said, look, would you like to sign? Yeah. I was like, yeah, OK. So I signed for, for Pool Town. All of a sudden, took football... A bit more serious again, shall we say? And mm. then it just kind of as it took off, I was just scoring for fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, well, that's, that's you know that's what you want. I mean, I can remember when uh, when I was working at Yeovil and we used to go and play pool town in friendlies. Whether or not we actually played you, I don't know. I can't remember that far back. But no,
2: I, I never. No, I didn't play in that in them once. Aide.
0: But but I, I do know that uh, the name Charlie Austin was was often mentioned, and you know, old Paul Tanner got this this Charlie Austin guy who's scoring goals for fun. So I think we went down there expecting to be sort of uh, subjected to the uh, the Charlie Austin uh, magic sort of thing, but it, it never happened. That, yeah. I think that when we were there, anyway. No,
2: uh- no, they, no, I was.
0: They missed me down there then.
2: But like, uh-huh. I, do you know what? I
0: loved it. The club were brilliant. That's so.
2: We played non-league football, and sometimes we getting six hundred people come and watch. Yeah. Six hundred people for a non-league game. Like, right? I get. Paul is a massive place, but you, you just getting six hundred people to a non-league game. I mean, it's quite outstanding, really.
0: And it's not, it's not an ideal ground to watch from Romaree really, from the point of getting a lot of people there because you, you, know, you haven't got any stands that I can remember, or at least not much of a stand.
2: No, but they've got opted now because they've gone up through the leagues a little bit. But at the time, we just played on a school pitch. Yeah. And you yeah. got you to the cars were parking all over the place. It must have been a nightmare for people that was living locally to the, yeah, to the place. Yeah. And we had a home game as such. But do you know what? I loved every minute of it. The people were really good. And we listen, i played some good football. We won the league. We won the Cup, the Dorchester Senior Cup, beat Dorchester in the final. And then it was it was a very enjoyable... We went for the whole season, all bar two games that we lost the last two games of the season. But enjoyable time down there, for sure.
0: Well, it certainly it sounds like it was. It's it's made an impression on you, that's for sure. But at that yeah. time, Bournemouth sort of were keen to sign you, but they couldn't sign you because of this embargo they were under.
2: Yeah, but I went there on trial halfway through the first season. I was down... At Bournemouth, They like what they see, kind of things, but couldn't didn't obviously sign me because they was obviously trying to stay up at the time. Mm. And then we went to... Uh, then I went to... Obviously, see that summertime come, and we played Bournemouth in a pre-season friendly. We beat them 2-0. And I'd only play 45 minutes, but I'd scored one and give Jason Pearce a bit of a part time. The next day, I got a phone call from Steve Cuss, who is our um, assistant manager. And he said, look, Charlie, they want to... Um, you to go there on trial, right? And have a look. And I went there on trial for six weeks. Um, I was fortunate; I was working for my dad at the time, so I could be. A, I was able to take time off work. Yeah. And um, no, I got super fit. Played some. Played some good football. I was also going back to Pool Town playing. And by that time, although I had the season that I did uh, the year before, now I was miles a better player. I was miles fitter than what. All the other players were. They John mm. I mean? we were only training Tuesday and Thursday non league and I was yeah. miles fitter. I was playing on a Saturday, I remember my last and then Bournemouth couldn't sign me and I was just like, Oh no, what am I gonna do? Yeah. But, but literally as as they couldn't sign me, the following day I had a phone call from uh, a guy called Mike Fowler, who is no longer with us. He was my newbie district manager at the time mm. when I was in under tens at the primary schools and he was a scout for Swindon. And so said, Charlie, I've arranged for you to go for a week at Swindon. And I went there and um, done a week's training. And it just went from there, really. It just, just took off. I remember playing in my last game um, for Paul Town. We beat Moneyfield 6-1. Six, six I remember their manager going mad because <laughs> they, they thought we was cheating because, obviously, they knew I was off to Swindon yeah. on Monday morning. They was, go- they was going insane. But, like, I'd gone from... From one day, Bournemouth telling me that they couldn't sign me and I thought, right, I'm going to have to go back and start working again for my dad, to the next day getting a phone call saying you're going on trial at Swindon. So, it was kind of a bit up and down for a bit and then all of a sudden I went to Swindon and, and signed, a, signed a nine-month contract.
0: sound of Cassabia there and clubfoot I love the way they describe it in wikipedia it says uh, after swindon towns then chief scout ken Ryder stumbled across charlie playing for full town and he scored four yep. goals so that was yeah. a good introduction i should think wasn't it uh,
2: yeah i mean it was uh, so it was just i just ended up playing like i said when i come back from uh, Bournemouth and I was playing with Paul Town. Like I was just like I said, I was miles fitter, and I do put it down to them six weeks I had for Bournemouth. I do, I do truly believe if I didn't have that platform, then I wouldn't be in the position that give me pushed me on, and within about three or four months later, mm. Ken must have come and watched me. And then, like like you say, Paul's not the most glamorous place to go and watch football, is it? No, not
0: Open, really.
2: And, and he's come across us there and. I think he says he sent someone else down, but didn't tell me who to go and watch. And then uh, they reported back that I must have scored three goals within about ten minutes or something. And then all of a sudden, I was off to Swindon.
0: Your your story sort of reminds me, in, in a lot of respects, of um, Ted McDougal when he played for Bournemouth. That you know he started like kind of like you did, and was scoring goals for fun, like it was you know just going out of style. And you you sort of done the same, really, haven't you?
2: Yeah, I just it just took off. Like I say, I made my debut at Swindon um, against Carlisle away, and I, I scored after three minutes. Yeah. Which is which was crazy. I remember going up the night before, and uh, we stayed in the hotel, but the, the Carlisle Brunton Park uh, half of the pitch was flooded. So didn't think the game was going to go ahead. Yeah. And we woke up the next day, and obviously Carlisle had got all the, the game going ahead. So we... We played. I was so pleased the game was going ahead because I was told the night before I was going to. I was starting, and then obviously to to score after three minutes was fantastic. And I think I backed it up again on the Tuesday at home against Huddersfield on my home debut also.
0: Yeah,
2: and it was just like this is
0: took you 59 minutes. Then what were you doing?
2: I uh, know, but I scored a winner, so it went too bad. And I think I scored two again on the Saturday. So my first three games, I had four goals, so I didn't know what was going on. And then we, I think we lost our four, uh, my fourth game to Bristol Rovers 4-0. And I thought my life was over because I hadn't scored. And I thought, right, that's it. I'm not going to play no more. I'm not going to do this. They're not going to have me playing.
0: No, you shouldn't have worried, mate. You shouldn't have worried. You were a natural. I know. Absolute yeah, natural, was weren't good. you, really? Yeah. It,
2: was, yeah. It, it just kind of took, like I say, it just kind of took off from there. And Swindon, it was just a... The first game of that season, I'd, I played against... Uh, at New Milton at home for Pool Town at that pitch. Yeah, and we won 1-0. Yeah. Taffy Richardson scored. And the last game of that season, I played in front of 83,000 at Wembley against Millwall
0: what a difference what a difference
2: yeah obviously I missed I missed a, a glorious chance that day but yeah can you imagine that I played in front of about 150 people first game of the season and then I went on to play in front of 83,000
0: it's unbelievable afterwards. isn't it but
2: yeah it went really
0: was it, it says here that you then uh, got offered uh, uh, or a bid from um, Ipswich Town but you failed to agree yeah. personal terms but then Burnley yeah. stepped in. Now, Burnley's another interesting club, I think, you know, a real old-fashioned Lancashire club, Burnley. How did you get on there? I mean, how did you feel it worked I there? loved
2: every minute of it. I yeah. went up there and uh, me and my, my my wife, we went up there. It was 21 and 20, um, big eye-opener. We're both from, I'm from Hungerford, She's from Swindon. So, to move all the way up there, both of us was a big eye-opener mm. for us, you know? Yeah. So, that we... It was one of them. The Burnley people took right to us from the start. They were so nice to us and they, couldn't, they actually couldn't do enough for us, really. Um, and then again, I've gone in there six, the first six months I was injured. I've done a disc at my shoulder. But then after that, it just kind of took off and um, I started scoring. And then, of course, everyone loves a goal scorer as such, don't they? And then I come back, we had, we had our uh, first child, Ava Bella, on the 11th of August. Um, and the season started the following week. But on the Tuesday, we played a game against Port Vale in the um, League Cup and I'd scored. And then all of a sudden, I just went on an incredible run. I'd scored 20 league goals in the first 17 games of of that season. I scored in eight consecutive games that, that um, equaled Ray Pointer's uh, record in 90s, that he set in 1958. Yeah. I'd beaten Andy Lockhead to the... Uh, Twenty goals for Burnley. So we've gone about a big history at the football club. Well, I'm part of that history,
0: absolutely. But but interestingly, i like mean, I can remember. Sadly, I can remember Andy Lockhead and Ray Pointer because they were they were sort of um, big names, you know, in in their time. And I was around them That's and course, obviously interested yeah. in football. But um, nonetheless, to 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 make that sort of an impression at a club like Burnley. Um, exactly, yeah, unbelievable, really. What a what a way to sort of make you know mark your appearance there. Unbelievable. You, you must have been chuffed as nuts, so weren't you all that?
2: Yeah, honestly, I you because like I say you couldn't make you couldn't make it up. I was I was doing all the, doing all that. The the goals was coming. I the only uh, the only disappointment I have in a way, and it's not even a disappointment. I don't. You can't really be a disappointment. Like, like Sam, I am but I beat Andy Lockhead. Uh, Ray Pointer's like Ray Pointer's record was there since 1958. Yeah, um, would be that I didn't break Ray Pointer's record. Mm. I remember pl- because what happened was we played um, we played Cardiff at, at, uh, away, and we'd lost four 0 and that was my ninth game, and we lost four 0 Yeah, but the following on that Saturday, I we played Wolves at home, and I scored. So that like it was by like my tenth game, and then I was scored on the on the Tuesday night um, against Leeds, and we won one nil to break Andy Lockhead's record. Hmm. So that would be my only regret that I didn't um, did beat Ray Pointer's record.
0: So how come you failed a, a medical then with Hull? I mean, you were obviously playing well. Uh, when and... I, so
2: when I was young, so when I was um, in my last year at school, I I dislocated, but I didn't. I I, I tore lig- um the cartilage in my right knee. Yeah. And I just obviously I had no rehab, or nothing. I mean, I was at um, I was at school. Yeah. But like, do you me, know I mean? was just NHS rehab, I was trying to just get back to be running around as quickly as possible. All of a sudden, I didn't think nothing of it. I knew I had a problem as such, but it never prevented me from playing football.
3: Hmm.
2: I went to Hull. They'd looked at my knee and was like, "Well, we can't take a take a chance or take a risk on that." And. Look, I went to Hull and it didn't work out. But I, I, that day, I actually thought I'd never play football again because I'd failed a medical. Yeah. I thought, well, I'm going to, well, if I fail one medical, I'll fail every medical. Yeah. And didn't realise that it was just do not work like that in football. And <laughs> do you know what? It was probably a blessing. It was probably a blessing because I always say that I probably wasn't ready for the Premier League. I had, a, I had another year with QPR in the Championship scored 20 goals, got promoted and then went into the Premier League. So that's how I look at it now. I kind of use it as like a, a bit of a positive as such where I probably wasn't ready for the Premier League.
0: Yeah, yeah. More music now. And this time we've got Free from the Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers band.
4: She's a good girl Loves her mom. Loves Jesus In America too She's a good girl it's Crazy about Elvis Loves horses And her boyfriend too And this a long Bad for cause I don't even miss her. I'm a
0: And the heartbreakers there, and free falling. It's an interesting one actually because I can remember uh, when I was at Yeovil and Russell Slade was the manager there. Uh, we signed Mark bircham I don't know if you know Mark, but um, he came in without a medical. And um, I was, I was saying, uh, it's an interesting uh, when when I was at Yeovil and Russell Slade was the manager. We signed Mark yeah. Bircham, Do you remember Mark Bircham, Do you know him? Yeah,
2: Birch from QPR. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I don't think he had a medical and, and they certainly had a few problems with it because I know Russell Slade got a bit of aggro about it. So it, it, you're right in saying it, it. does happen from time to time, doesn't it? That, uh, you know, you think, yeah, you know, yeah, we can get away with this one without any problem. And then you get some clubs that get real fussy about it and obviously they, they you can't get away with it, you know. So yours no, is...
2: exactly. And do you know what? Like I said, they couldn't, they didn't do it. They didn't want to do the job and that was fine. And like I would say, I was kind of positive on it, to the point of saying look, I probably wasn't ready for the time at the Premier League. They got relegated, that's Like they stayed at. I probably wasn't ready. It happens. Yeah. It happens.
0: Yeah. And then your love affair with Queen's Park Rangers started then.
2: I know, yeah. Harry Redknapp was the manager. Um, He called me, said he wanted to take me to sign. And then I didn't hear nothing for like three weeks. I was still at Burnley. Credit to Sean Dyche, he gave me told me to go and yeah, uh, he, he made sure I trained hard through pre-season every day yeah. to give me the platform. I moved to QPR. Now I'm into the in the dressing room with international players, players that's played for this country, their their own countries, etc. etc. And then there's little old me coming from from Burnley,
0: yeah, which um or even Paul Town.
2: yeah, exactly. It was crazy. And then um, I scored on my. My, um my second appearance against Exeter didn't know nothing about it just hit me on the shin and went in um which was quite quite remarkable really um and then it kind of just took off it just took off where I was just scoring scoring for fun yeah and uh, we got promoted and like I say we was playing with playing with players that had played for this country in World Cups their own countries copper Americas etc etc And to be part of a football club, with every football club has so much passion, I don't know, and everyone loves a goal scorer, but for some reason it just seemed to click the moment I went through the door.
3: Mm.
2: And all Mm. of a sudden, the goal started continuously coming and we just took off, really.
0: Uh, It says here that you scored um, your 20th goal of the season, which sent QPR to Wembley and then the team beat Wigan. What was that, the, the League Cup final or something?
2: No, we played. Uh, we beat Wigan in the playoff semi-final.
0: Oh, playoff! Right, gotcha. Yeah, yeah.
2: We beat Wigan in the playoff semi-final two-one at home, and uh, scored the winner in extra time. And then we went to um, Bobby Zamora scored in the eighty-ninth minute, which was um, which was amazing. Really, we won one-nil, and all of a sudden, within five years, I'm a Premier League player.
0: Yeah, then then you're really going. You're, you're flying now, aren't you? Really, let's be fair. And, £4 million pound yeah. reported fee for Southampton to buy you in uh, 2016. I mean, you must have yeah. felt... Again, you must have felt, you know, you uh, 10 feet tall, I should have thought, wouldn't you?
2: Yeah, of course. I've gone into Southampton and completely... Ronald Koeman. Mm. Ronald Koeman side mate. me. That yeah. Barcelona manager. He's sort of one of the best centre-assers to ever play for Holland. like. Do you know what I mean? All, 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 albeit mm. Van Dijk. But it was one of them. I'm going to a dress room now with players that were were on the up. Ryan Bertrand had won the Champions League. Sadio Mane, fast forward six months, had been so- been sold to Liverpool. Yeah, Like it was just... It was like I got there and I, I was ready to go. My time at Southampton kind of ended sourly, yes. But did I enjoy my time there? Yeah, I did. I had a few unlucky, unfortunate injuries that kind of stuttered me. I'd scored nine goals before Christmas during the Europa League and i dislocated my shoulder... That put me out for the whole season, which then, at that moment in time, I was actually playing some some serious football, probably the best football I actually have played. And then, so, we left Southampton. It was kind of, I was on top of the world when I signed, but when I left, it was kind of, (sighs) that was an enjoyable experience.
0: Mm well it wasn't for me because you scored against manchester united and that's a, that's a, a, a you know that's just just not done i'm afraid i'm sorry about that but you know
2: and uh, no, yeah. <laughs> i got plenty of people saying exactly
0: the same thing <laughs> yeah i mean that was the end of a beautiful friendship there charlie pretty short as well but, uh, <laughs> but um but no that no, no, i'm only joking obviously um but you say it, it it ended on a on a sour note with southampton why was that there because you got sent off for this this three match uh, no, no, no,
2: no. I just had a uh, listen. Me and the manager had a fallout, and oh, right. um, yeah. it was just one of them. It was, it was, it was nothing. It was pretty much nothing and nothing really. We kind of had a disagreement. We never met eye to eye, and we kind of went a separate way, So that's what I mean. Where we left like on a mm. on a sour sour thingy. But it, not everything ends in fairy tales, does it? Do you know what I mean? You can't always leave that out the door in a positive note. Sometimes it,
0: it it doesn't always go that way. Yeah, not only that. I mean, sometimes you you know, you you meet somebody and you hit you hit it off straight away. And other times you think, well, I don't think much of him, you know. And <laughs> it's inevitable that sometimes in life that's going to happen, isn't it?
2: Yeah, some, that's, is that, and that, that's exactly right. Because my my biggest my biggest uh, thing was at all. I just wanted a bit of you just want a bit of honesty. Yeah, I think yeah. that that that's the main that's the main thing, be all and end all of it. You just want a bit of honesty where. Look, football is a cutthroat business. If you're, not do, if you're not doing it, you're not doing it. It's like anything in life. If you're not if you're not performing, someone will come in to replace you. So it's as simple as that.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So you I, ended up at uh, at West Brom then.
2: Yeah, signed for West Brom. They sold me the the, the dream, that they wanted to get bring me in to to get them help them get promoted. And I went to West Brom, and do you know what? It filled the gap perfectly for me because what I needed, I got back to. In, enjoying football for a little bit playing with people that are kind of new mm. and that we achieved the we achieved promotion by falling over the line yeah which Brentford was obviously was on our coattails. we kind of had a big wobble up at the end but look we made it in the end we caught we 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 got to the we got to the to the Premier League where we where we wanted to get to and that was the that was a goal especially before lockdown you see before before covid hit we was we was top of the league by six or seven points and then coronavirus come and prevent and stop basically stop the world and when we come back playing football was a bit different and and we probably failed more than anything to to get back to the performances that we did before lockdown but we was very fortunate that we, we stumbled across the line like i say
0: it's amazing, isn't it? You, you talk about Brentford, and Brentford have been there or thereabouts for a while now, because obviously when Yeovil had their moment of glory, and we beat Brentford 2-1 at Wembley, um, yeah. And and look at it now: Brentford are in the Premier League, Yeovil are struggling in the in the National League. It's unbelievable how football oh, no. can change, isn't it? You it know? really
2: is, and, it, and and it really is. And when you say it like that, like Yeovil in the National League, you you look at Portsmouth where they are, Sunderland, Swindon yeah. Town like it, it really is football is is mad you even got to look at Leeds United at the moment mm, mm. Like they basically no went on extinction they went to league one they was in league one for ages Yeah. and obviously there's only the last two or three years where they have turned it round and got into the Premier League and look they've been the most exciting team to watch really so and, football and it's,
0: is it's amazing how sometimes it's ambition I mean I, I'll always remember we were up at Watford we played Watford um, and beat them I think it was 3-1 if memory serves me um What's his name? Miller, um, Ishmael Miller scored for us. I remember. But yeah. the manager said to me, and was we walking off to do the press because I was the press head of press there. Yeah. And uh, he said, hey, He said, if we could uh, go and spend another half a million now, he said we can stay in this league. And if we can stay in this league, we will get an extra five million. So it was. It wasn't sort of you know. It was a. It was a calculated risk. Yes, but at the same time, they didn't do it. They wouldn't do it for whatever reason. They wouldn't do it. And look at the Oval now. It's so sad, really. It really is sad. Yeah,
2: it's, it's so sad to see. It really is so sad to see. And the, the thing is, I, they're a number. Even look at Torquay United. Hartleypool. Mm. they played in the final, didn't they, the other day. It is so, yeah. It's so... The highs in football are great, but there is way more mm. lows. Yeah. Way more lows.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I can remember when we played in the... Um, when Russell Slade was manager, we, we played Blackpool... In the um, League One playoff, and we lost two nil. The bus back from Wembley was was silent the whole way. I think I've never never experienced anything like it in my life. It was dreadful.
2: Because the playoff the playoffs
0: are brilliant, mm. but you've got to win them. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. You've got to win them because if you don't, yeah. I've been fortunate, where well, I've been on both flip side of it.
0: Yeah.
2: When you don't win, like you say, nobody speaks.
0: No, it's dreadful.
2: Nobody speaks. Nobody. Nothing.
0: But but we did win against Brentford, so that was the main thing. But um, yeah, exactly. It says here though that you've rejoined Queen Spot Rangers, and I know you have because I heard it on the radio that you've signed another contract now for another two-year deal. I think is that right?
2: Yeah, I signed another two-year deal there at, um, at QPR. It was fantastic. Really, like I say, really, my affiliation with the football club, mine and my family for the football club is is second to none. I love being there. I'm I'm very happy when I've, I'm around the football club so it was all about me now looking 32 I, I signed a two-year deal now there look, our aim is to, to try and get promoted there there's no point getting away from that I've, I've signed a QPR because of what we did the second half of last season yeah which was finished third in the form table we, we was very good and look, I always said well I think we're three or four games of Short from getting in there, which mm. we was three games short. Yeah. So, and that was just for the time that we that um in the second half of the season. So, I do question what they was up to at the start in the first half of the season. But look, they've got a completely different team now, and I've, I, I think we've got a real solid squad, and it's it's one that I'm excited about, and I know everybody at QPR is also.
0: Do you know what? I bought my very first record at Shepherds Bush Market. Marty yeah. Wilde, it was uh "Teenager in Love." <laughs> That's going back a bit, isn't it? But that was like, an been been and I got on my bike and I cycled all the way to song, Shepherd's mate. Bush. It must have been a
2: good song, because it's stuck in your memory. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, yeah it, has. <laughs> it has. Right, time for some more music now. This time we've got Naive by The Kooks.
3: I'm
1: not saying it it's your fault Although you could have done more so naive, yes. Yeah, so. How oh, could this be done with such a smiling, sweetheart? Oh, and your sweet, empty face. Is a you look something so beautiful? Oh, that every time I look inside. I know, she knows that I'm not fond of asking.
0: of the kooks there and i Now before i was I, we moved down to somerset when i was 15 but before that we used to live in acton and ealing so i know the area very well anyway uh, you know, okay yeah so you know but now you've got another passion which uh, we both share and that is horses yeah. tell yeah. me tell me about your passion for horses and how you got involved in horses
2: listen my grand i like to bet and i just listen i started to enjoy- i enjoyed it and then all of a sudden i was like I, said, I was in a fortunate position to to own the horses so i just went from there really i always remember going racing and thinking think i'd love to be in the middle like in the owners mm. in the circle do you know what i mean and the yeah. parade ring and stuff and then, like i say i was very fortunate that um that i was be, i was able to
0: yeah
2: and it kind of just went from there really i'd one. i went down the jump through a little bit and then i was let's get into the let's get in the flat and then then i, then I went from there to to having the flat horses, I've, I've only got the two left now, and they're both at Richard Hammond, which I'm very fortunate of because he only lives uh, about ten minutes from my house.
0: Oh right, yeah, yeah.
2: So that's where I've got the two in there, which is is an enjo- enjoyable time just going up to hit up to his yard and enjoyable time going racing with him also.
0: So so when you um when you were you said you went the jump route first off. What did who did yep. you have horses with when on the jumpers?
2: I had a horse with John Joe Neal first, yeah. and then I had one with Warren Greytrex and Oliver Sherwood.
0: All right, so some good good trainers then. And did you get yeah. many winners?
2: I had a couple of winners. And minutes didn't win for me. Um, I had a couple of winners with uh, Warren Greytrex. We bought uh, Miss Sophie Rose, her name was. She was, um, She. Won, I paid 7,000 for her from the Doncaster sale. There was four of us involved. Hmm. And um, she won first time out. I remember being at Worcester when she won first time out. I felt, it was, I felt like I won the Gold Cup. I, I bet, won yeah. about two and a half. I a uh, well, two and a half grand race at Worcester, but to me, it was an it was an amazing feeling, you know, that we to have a winner, and I I wish they all won, but it don't, it don't work out, and then it kind of just took off from there, really. Aidan, I, I, I enjoyed the jumps, so I did, but the more I could go racing more in the summer, and it was more the flat,
0: and the weather was always nicer because I always reckon going going jumping. Um, I mean, our closest here is either Taunton or Wincanton. And Win yeah. was always at about 20 degrees lower than any other place in the whole world, I think when it went racing there oh, oh, that's the dreadful. Thing.
2: if you go yeah if you go to Wincanton on a bad day you're getting blown off the, off the track
0: oh awful whereas whereas in the summer Salisbury in the sunshine lovely lovely track to go there racing go. I think you know
2: that's it you weigh up you weigh up the, you weigh up the options
0: yeah yeah, oh yeah definitely so who have you got your horses with now then?
2: Just a two with Richard Hannan. Oh, it. both
0: both with Richard Hannan. Okay, and both with Richard Hannon, that's it. A, how many winners have you had with them?
2: I've um, the other side filly that I've got. She has won five times for me. All right, yeah. She's a four-year-old. Yeah, she she won first time out for me at Newbury, Yeah. and then she come back and what she comes sec a third on her um her first time out at Kempton. I don't think she liked the track, but then handicap would give her a mark of seventy. 76 yeah well, happy day. she's miles better than 76 she won two on the spin at windsor then she comes second at windsor the fire and then she won again so mm. it was just like we had a bit of fun with her she's very good I, i've got her in train at the moment she had a nice nice mark at the moment again i think she'll win next time out for we drop her back to six furlongs and i i think I, because she's mine i'd this one I wanna I think I might breed from her, you know.
0: Yeah. I'm yeah. not
2: sure. I don't know about this moment, I don't know a lot about the breeding game. I'd have to speak to someone that would know more on it, but I definitely would look at it, yeah.
0: Hmm. Oh, that's good. And now Charlie's final choice of music, and it's Mr. Ben E. King. And the classic Stand By Me. <laughs> course i've got six but um i'm being flashed now because i only own the testicle on the left side of each horse actually but um yeah well it's all like, about the fun mate yeah no i am in, in this have you had this hot to trot the syndicate yeah they're
2: sponsoring a race tonight and they uh wouldn't they be funny enough
0: I just oh, read that he, on, oh that's uh, right yes because they've got they've got a big do up there tonight i'm not going myself but um yeah yeah so anyway i joined that a couple of years ago now and we, we i've had some great fun from it and, and like you i remember when we had our first winner was at uh, Sandown. And, I mean, they made it at some ridiculous price of about 2 to 11 or something ridiculous, but it absolutely yeah. cruised home. But what a feeling, even though it was it was a pretty lo- bloodless victory, really. But it's a fantastic it be easy, feeling, a, isn't it?
2: Amazing feeling, it really is. Yeah. I, do you know what? And... and, and if i look back now i've I, I really enjoyed my time I think at one point i had about 15 16 horses at one point right Did you? And, yeah. and i yeah and i look back and i think it stupid just because you couldn't get to all of them mm. i think now when i retire you'd want to go racing you want to go and see like my another bat i had a horse that i bought from ireland over one for me over in dubai
0: yeah
2: uh, but i wasn't there one on the 3rd of january three years ago and i wasn't there and and they're the places that you want to be at, isn't it? Do you know what mm. I mean? You want to see yeah. these when they run them places. You want to see uh, uh, he, he ran a couple of times at Royal Ascot for me, and, and and I was I was very obviously fortunate there at this time of year. But
3: mm.
2: it is you've got to to get the full enjoyment out of it. You've got to be able, one to go to the yards, but two also to make the track.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Have you have you always had uh, Richard Hannan as your trainer?
2: So Eve Johnson horton She was I yeah. had a, a horse with her. Yeah. I had a horse with Richard Hughes. So uh, yeah. I had a couple in Newmarket, but Newmarket too far from, obviously, from us. So yeah, yeah, the enjoyment's obviously not there. So,
0: so where do you live now? Then near Hungerford, do you? Or?
2: Yeah, in Hungerford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's not so far I only from have the M. 4 for the for the football, and it's perfect.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm I'm supposed to be coming up to uh, to Lambourne to see to see uh, Colin very shortly. So. Uh... Who knows? Oh, who on. knows? It might bump into you up there. You never know.
2: Yeah, who
0: knows? Who knows? Well, look, Charlie, it's been absolutely great talking to you on the on the phone today. Really appreciate it, and uh, no best of luck for your season with QPR because you'll be back soon, I presume. Um, yeah. And uh, I hope you have a tremendous season with promotion at the end of it, and. Um, It'll be nice to meet up with you sometime when we go racing. So uh, I yeah, shall keep in touch all with right. you and let you know when I'm going.
2: Super. All right. No problem at all.
0: And thank you ever so much for joining us, mate. Really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, I know what it's all.
0: This is Three Valleys Radio.
4: The heart is a blue.
0: And you've been listening to the In Conversation program with A.D. Hopper. Make sure you join us every week here on Three Valleys Radio.